0: Official Soccer Podcast. My name is Borio Demi. I'm joined as usual by Manny and Justin. Uh, And guys, I can't. I don't know what to say. The last two weeks have been very tough for me. I'm not going to lie. You know, Milan is out of the Europa League. We lost another game, and now we're six points or nine points technically away from. Well, six points technically, I guess, uh, away from Inter Milan. So that that's that's slipping away from us already. Chelsea advanced to the the next stage of the Champions League. Arsenal also advanced to the next stage of Europa League. Like, so many things just have gone wrong for me. And I'm not going to lie, it's just been a tough, tough two weeks for me. Um, but Justin and Manny,
1: how have your last two weeks been? Um, up and down. That's the case for an Arsenal fan, I feel like, uh, this year especially. You know, we win the Derby. Uh, lose Europa League second leg, but still advanced on goal differential. And then um, attack on or take off like it felt like a good two, three years of my lifespan in the thriller 3-3 that happened today with West Ham. So, um, like I said, it's, it's a roller coaster ride to be an Arsenal fan right now.
0: Yeah, how about you, uh, Manny? How's your few weeks been?
2: Uh, it's been it's been glorious i'll let you guys know that we are on an undefeated <laughs> streak oh, in pretty much okay. every competition we're in you know we've secured fourth place firmly i i feel um at the very least um after the results from last week and this weekend um and we knocked out atletico madrid who were uh heavy favorites in the champions league competition so Things are looking pretty good right now if you're a Chelsea fan. Well,
0: soak either. it. Soak it. Soak it right now because it may just end abruptly. But today we're going to be talking the Champions League round of 16 results and, and also giving our initial uh, reactions to the quarterfinals uh, uh, matchup, uh, which looks really juicy. Uh, and I'm just going to say from now, uh, now on right now that I'm going to be dedicating a section of the podcast to Messi and just talking about how it's just a joy to watch him. Um, but I think there's no place to start than the champions league and specifically the games that happened, uh, last week, uh, in the round of 16. Uh, and we start with Chelsea and Atletico Madrid. Um, I, I remember I had called out Atletico as going through, but obviously that did not happen. That kind of ruined my week. Um, but uh Justin, do you want to do you want to tell everyone and let everyone know how right you were this whole time?
1: Yes, I would love to do that. Uh thanks for noticing, Bori, that uh as far as our predictions went for the round of 16, I think we have a clear favorite for uh who's going to win in our inter podcast competition for for predictions. But uh I don't know. You mean, are you, you are, mean are,
2: who's, who's winning? You mean who's winning thus far?
0: Thus far. Uh, who's, you, who's winning in a
1: in a Liverpool versus the rest of the league last season sort of way? The, the, <laughs> the gap is is rather wide, but let's get over it. Let's Fair look, enough. let's look Fair at enough. the our predictions here um, from top to bottom. Do Do you want to start by talking about this past no, week? just the games. Yeah,
0: just I mean, let's just do it this way. We know you've won. Let's just talk about the last week's. Uh, uh, matchups and what we got wrong and what we got right.
1: Sure, let's do that. Uh, let's talk about some. Well, we'll we'll throw a bone to ba- to Manny. Let's talk about Chelsea Atletico.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, let's even talk about the game. I mean, you, you think about this Atletico Madrid, where you have uh, Suarez uh, scoring like nothing. Uh, you know, he's just scoring like he's not um, skipping a beat, basically. Um, but somehow Chelsea was still able to hold them. Uh, fair, fair warning, I did not watch the game because there, you know, there were other awesome games going on that, that <laughs> I decided to pay attention to, uh, but but Manny, can you give us maybe a, a quick rundown of how you felt Chelsea played and, and what you think maybe you know, Atletico was missing? Yeah, I'm happy to do so, but boy, let's get one
2: thing straight. I think regardless, if there weren't any other games and chelsea was playing i think you would still say that there are other games showing no so it depends you don't watch it depends, chelsea. It
1: depends. You, it depends. you were watching what you were watching Bayern and lazio what was i can't remember that was, that was okay. the only other game that was it, going on at it that may time, I think. it may have
0: been okay maybe i was i was busy at the time i think that's where it was, okay. I was oh, I no, think I was oh no now he's now he's sure
2: busy. sure okay sure sure i'm saying
0: <laughs> i i was doing something else that was more important than watching chelsea eat.
2: Bori, no, if nothing else, I want Chelsea to win the Champions League. Not because of the glory, not because our names will be written in history, and you know and whatnot. I want it just so that you can finally give Chelsea its proper dues. That's the only reason why I want Chelsea to win Champions if, League.
0: If, I'll, I'll I'll only give you the due, the proper dues if we redeem Tamari, because that's the only thing that's <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> <Nuan. laughs> You know, if we win Champions League, we might even give you a a, a,
2: a discount, a, a discount price on Tamori, because we hey, don't I'll need as much money. So hey,
0: um, let's go Chelsea. <laughs> so, um,
2: but going back to Chelsea and Atletico Madrid, um, you know, we uh, we had talked about it kind of how it, uh, Tuchel had tinkered the game before against Leeds and had made six uh, substitutions, and sure enough, he. Uh, Tinkered again with the lineup that he put up against Atletico Madrid, uh, completely fooling everybody as far as, you know, uh, how he was going to set up the the, the team itself. Um, the fact that we ended up playing, I think he had like what we would consider two left backs starting. Um, and then obviously, Andreas Christensen, who's the backup deputy at uh, central midf- uh, center back uh, for Thiago Silva. Um, actually was sick um, overnight. So we had to put in last minute Kurt Zuma. And to be honest with you, and I, I mentioned this to you guys in our Slack channel, I was nervous going into the game because to me, Tuchel had tinkered too much uh, again. Um, there was no Giroud starting. Um, you know, we had Zayesh. We had um, no Mount, no Jorginho, no Tiago Silva. We, those guys are pretty much the core of our team, and the fact that they went out and looked stout on defense, on offense against Atletico Madrid, um, I was surprised as a Chelsea fan that that team looked so solid. Um, I was also more surprised at yeah. how toothless Atletico Madrid has become over the last few weeks. Yes, uh, there's there's a stat out there I think uh, with Luis Suarez. um, He hasn't scored in something like 25 plus Champions League matches. So that's a a few years worth of matches or something like that, which is insane if you think about it, because he's dominating in La Liga um, and other cup competitions. So the fact that they had all of their players and they didn't live up to, you know, the hype of the game as far as on their end uh, really surprised me.
0: That that's very well said, uh, Manu, uh Sorry, Justin, were you going to say something?
1: I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, credit to Chelsea. Um, they pulled it out. They did show very. They they appeared very resolute in defense, even despite the injuries and the illnesses that Manny pointed out. But I suggested before the the matches last week that Atletico's offense was. I think I described them as anemic, and boy. Are they ever? Um, I, don't, I don't. As someone who has not watched a, didn't watch a ton of early La Liga this season, I'm like, don't fully understand how Atletico is top of the table still. Um, bes, I mean besides the fact that just Liga four is a pretty, pretty, pretty weak. Yeah, well, just yeah. by four points now. You're right. I know we're gonna talk about Messi and we're gonna talk about Barcelona's exploits this past weekend and how they're creeping. But I mean, besides the fact that Liga is just pretty weak this season, like it's shocking to me that Atletico could be top of that top of that competition because they did not show out offensively at all against Chelsea. Yeah. Um, um,
0: yeah. No. So that that's a very yeah. I am I surprised myself. I actually, like Manny said, I thought they were going to be uh, uh, favorites for for the Champions League this year, but they they let me down every time. It's just like last year; they let me down every time. Um, I believe in them. So I'm just going to stop delay, b- believing in them from now on. But Are you going to want to ban them
1: also? Last, last, I think last episode you were saying you want to ban Lazio from Champions League competition oh, because yeah. they embarrass themselves, well, embarrass Lazio's you so often. Worse.
0: Lazio is the worst. I, think, I <laughs> okay. think they should be banned. I, I honestly do think they should be banned for just playing so bad. Um, but <laughs> real quick, before we move on from this topic of Chelsea, um, and maybe, Manny, this is something we can talk about in the future. Just something I've noticed, and I know a lot of people have a lot of hype behind Chelsea right now, and especially with Tuchel uh, tinkering with the team. But one thing I want to ask is, and I don't know if you noticed this, Justin, also, they've been scoring less. And this, is you know, it's like, it's usually a, a tie or a 1-0 win or a, a, a 2-0 win. It just feels weird. And I feel like for if, Chelsea, if, if Manny thinks or if Chelsea fans think that they're going to win the Champions League, then... I don't know if that's going to happen because of the fact that, like, Champions League is about outscoring your opponent. So if they can't score, I don't see how how they can win the Champions League. But Manny, I don't know if you have any idea, and you don't have to. We can talk about it later. But if you have any idea why you think Chelsea is scoring less, especially since Tuchel came came into the realm.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll address this. So it's funny um, that you bring this up because last season... Chelsea it was the opposite narrative it was Chelsea can't stop leaking goals um, I think we had the second or third highest um, goals allowed uh, in the EPL um, so the fact that you know we that was something that everybody knew was one of the weaknesses probably the most glaring weakness of a of the Chelsea team to have uh, Tuchel come in and Sure of the defense and have some of these guys that were actually ousted uh, while Lampard was coach. You know they they were just not informed, not even confident. Um, you know Christensen, I'll, I'll put out there as one of the examples. Rudiger, one of the examples. You know if you had asked any Chelsea t- fan to, uh, in, you know, ask them about where Rudiger and AC stand as far as on the team, if they were a necessity or needed on the team four months ago, five months ago, they would laugh at you and say, there's no way those guys even belong on the bench. Now they're looking like one of the more solid pieces of the team. Um, I agree with you, Bori, you know, scoring goals. Yes, is great. But I think I'm going to go with the old adage of defense wins championships. I don't think that uh, a team can get far um, in a competition if they don't have a solid, um, defensive um back line um to that point i feel like that's one of the reasons why we've seen the uh, the likes of like a Porto, um that has made it this far uh look at what they did against uh you know teams like juve against city who they played in the group stages um you know they're a pretty solid team defensively and they managed to knock out you know juve and nobody saw that coming um so I think that defense is one of those things that is harder to shore up on a team than it would be for, you know, to get a team rolling offensively. That's just my two cents. Um, the good news is that obviously, again, two goals just come in and, you know, like a month and a half ago, uh, we were sitting so far off, uh, the table, you know, something like eighth or 10th place. And now we're in solid fourth. Uh, we've only had two goals in, um, I'd rather have a good defense, a stout defense, any day worked on that first, than the scoring part. I think the scoring part would come naturally. And it's one of those things that once our particular, you know, uh, offensive attack gets going, that's not going to be an issue.
1: I got a quick point here, actually. Um, So earlier this year, we were talking about, how there were going to be teams who had crises of personnel and teams that had crises of tactics. And by means of example, I pointed out like Chelsea is an example of a team who had the personnel, but the tactics were lacking and Spurs were an example of a team that had the tactics, but not the personnel. And now here we are a couple of months later and who Chelsea most reminds me of now under Tuchel is prime Mourinho in some ways. They are very defensively, um, uh, stout, like I think, Manny, you're saying. They've like turned some players who perhaps in, at one time were liabilities. They've become now key players. And watching the first goal in this second leg, uh, the one that Ziyech scored, that was prime A cut of counterattacking football, like springing out from a defensive posture and just hitting them so quick, hitting Atletico so quick on the break. And it, it reminded me very much so of watching – Spurs when they were firing under Mourinho earlier this season and the part that's scary to me as an Arsenal fan and as someone who doesn't have a great deal of uh, affinity for Chelsea is the fact that we've described them earlier this season as being the team that had a very deep personnel list and squad list and now not only do they have that depth of squad they under Tuchel they seem to have found a a tactical style. That suits them, and that they can really optimize. Um, so that's that's a scary thought, <laughs> but but credit to them, credit to them, and credit to you, Manny, that you have a team that's that's that gets the results, even if they don't score the goals, like Bori said.
0: Oh, please don't give Manny credit. Um, <laughs> let, let's move on. Let's move on. Enough Chelsea. Uh, let's let's talk about the other games. Um, I don't even want to mention Bayern Lazio, but I I feel like I have to because I was I think everyone had Bayern. Uh, go through on this one, so I think everyone yeah. gets the same point on this one. Yeah. Um, maybe not the scoreline, line, but yeah. Pff, Lazio, please. Um, the Actually, other game...
2: Bori, Bori, on that yeah, note, sure. can you yeah. remind our listeners how many Italian teams, how many Serie A teams yes. qualify for the Champions League? How many spots?
0: Oh, you mean like in general? Like, you mean now or in general? In general. Yeah, let me just... Like four, it's the first four, right? The... I just,
1: here I'm, I'm talking, just querying you, Google, how many Italian teams are in the quarterfinals?
0: You're talking about no, the quarter.
1: No, no, okay, no, no. Oh, right. oh, I got an error. If you're talking
0: about quarterfinals. I'm <laughs> gonna tell you. Yeah. Google you crashed. It. Very, very good joke. Very good joke. Yes. Okay. Well, just wait for us to get back in it. Um, we'll, we'll show the world what we're made of. Um, but no, no seriously though. No. Uh, talking about Real Madrid, Atalanta. I mean. <sighs> I thought I was going to do this, but then we had Sergio Ramos and uh, Benzema come back and just change the whole game for them, and you can see them even firing in La Liga. Um, And I actually think Real Madrid are now a great threat to anybody's hopes of winning the Champions League this season. Uh, Does anyone else feel the same way, or am I just uh, speaking because they've only played well in in the last two games? Mm. Anyone? I think your judgment
2: is clouded, Bori. I, How? I think I think your judgment is clouded because Atalanta made Serie A look so bad that you want to make Real Madrid look so much better than they are because they knocked oh, out Atalanta. Atalanta
0: at- 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 beat didn't they beat Liverpool is it what this the season or last season? I mean granted Liverpool is, is not No, but yeah.
2: he, so so here's the thing though. Um I I I don't think Real Madrid is as good as um, you're making them out to
0: be uh, no, no, know, no. I'm, I should be I recent should be angry form. obviously the whole season I, I get that but recent form we have Montage and Cruz playing very well even though without a Casemiro and and think about Atlanta is not like I know people think like oh you know they've been behind Hype. they play without fear that's sort their of thing they play without fear it's like kind of like Ajax or, or Dortmund they play without fear and they score many goals but they couldn't even score And and that's I think that's for me, was the most frustrating part of this whole
2: ordeal for me. Really,
0: I I, I don't know about how Justin feels. I just feel like um, Real
2: Madrid are one of the weakest teams in 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 the pot, like still in the competition. I would venture to say that you know you could argue that either them or Liverpool are probably uh, the weakest teams. That's my opinion. Which is crazy. If you look at if you look at Real Madrid's group stage. They lost to Shakhtar, they lost to Gladbach, and they should and and they should have been eliminated by Inter, but for whatever reason, I don't know why Inter Milan couldn't do the job, couldn't get the job done. The the, the group that Real Madrid were in was was easily one of the weakest groups at a group stage, and they were on the brink of elimination. Um, and then to to draw Atalanta, and obviously we know what happened in the first leg. They get you know they're playing against ten men and it took them something like eighty plus minutes to score one goal. The second leg that just happened last week, there was a defensive error with the goalkeeper. That first of all, that goalkeeper was horrible for Atalanta, and yeah, I blame also- him in part for Real Madrid's goals. So again, you know what I saw was just a defensive team, uh, a defensive error-prone team um, that just. You know, pretty much gave away the game to Real Madrid. I mean, Real Madrid w- were up one one goal going into this uh, into the the tie as well. Um, and once they scored, that was it. Like there was no coming back from that. So I still don't see them, even with Sergio Ramos, um, who you know obviously scored the PK. Um, I, I don't see them as like the full threat that you're making them out to be just yet.
0: All right. Well, well, we'll see. I mean, that's what people said. The the three years the won. I mean, they were they were crap, but they just will get it done, and that's how they are. Um, just, I feel like you wanted to say something, or were you just gonna mock me? Also. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I'm not gonna mock you. I. Well, so, I mean, Manny and I both chose Madrid to advance from this round against Atalanta. So it's not like I don't. I don't think they're totally a hopeless case and they have a favorable fixture against like obviously a depleted Liverpool. So we'll see. I I, I am hesitant to make any calls right now, but in general, I think I agree most of that, that this is kind of a weak, one of the weaker sides that's left. Oh, interesting.
0: Can't wait there. I, can't, I cannot wait for the quarterfinals. Um, the last game is, is City. Glad, I didn't bother to watch this because I already knew that yeah, no. this was a done deal. So um, it, I, I think, I think every one of us had uh, Gladbach going for it, and I think um Atalanta, I think I was the only one that went for them. So, or maybe Manny also went for them. Um, no, I said case, I would. I
2: wanted them. I said I wanted them to win. It would be nice to see them knocked out, but. But you went no. for
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> in any case, I think I think probably uh, Justin was the mo- was the most correct out of three of us. So congratulations, Justin. Um, but and, you know this is this is not the final yet. This is still the round no, of sixteen. But um, it is just the round that, of
1: sixteen. But let's let's that's
0: just, let's. That's just let's... what Arsenal does every time they just get to the round of sixteen. So it's probably what's going to happen this time. Hey Justin, again. do you
2: want to just remind everybody, just uh, the listeners, um, how many points or how many of
1: the fixtures you
2: got right? Actually, all of us got right.
1: Uh, sure. For yours truly, it was seven of eight. Come oh. on. Seven of eight. There's a couple of the score lines too, but we're not going to get into the nitty gritty, into those details. But uh, only see, my, this is my one mistake, boy. Was that I went with Juventus when I should have been. I should have known not a single Serie A side was going to make it out. So that was my one, <laughs> my one mistake. Oh, that was good. Um, Manny, I think you got. I'm I'm just looking at it right now. I think you had three or four. Yeah, I think I had four. I four. think I had fifty, fifty percent. Yep. Yep. And then Bori, plus five. I think I think a cat three. would have
2: done better.
0: Plus
1: right. <laughs> you got three. <laughs> you got, and we all got Bayern Man City. And then Bori, you you uh, credit to you, you got the you knew Porta was going to advance when neither Manny or I thought that it was hatred. So it was hatred. there you go. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on and talk about the matchups. Um I think we're not going to delve
0: into this much, but uh, I think the really two matchups that really stick out to us are are the Bayern uh, PSG and the Real Madrid Liverpool uh game and I think Manny you had a a fact about these two matchups and maybe you can spill them to the listeners right now.
2: Yeah, so um unlike a lot of folks that thought um you know that think that the that the draw is rigged every single time and that you always get, you know, city playing a really weak opponent and, you know, um, uh, Real Madrid, Liverpool kind of drawing each other as a rematch of the 2017 final. Um, I think that's a really good match. In fact, I think that that's probably the match that where both opponents are pretty much neck and neck as far as, um, you know, where they stand as, Within the competition, um, neither one of the teams is doing well in, the, in, in their respective league. Um, Real Madrid is doing a little better, obviously, than Liverpool. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see which team um, is firing all c- cylinders when they meet. And then um, for the Bayern PSG game, again, a final, a rematch from last year's final where Bayern was only able to put one goal past PSG. After pretty much destroying every team that they played on their way to the final, so it'll be interesting to see what PSG does because they also have a brand new coach, um, and hopefully we'll see fully fit um, Neymar, and Mbappe, and just you know uh, their stars fully in form for this game
0: because
2: I want to see you know Louis up against
0: Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neymar actually uh, played today against Lyon, which PSG won, and now they're top of the table in league on. So, their and their kit was so nice. I, I mean I, <laughs> I didn't know they had that jersey in their collection, but I want that jersey. It's so colorful. Uh, but uh, Manny, uh, sorry, uh, Justin. Before we move on, uh, do you have any kind of matchups that that kind of stuck out to you, and what are you really excited about? I guess.
1: So I'm excited to see, um, essentially, Holland just doing a, a tryout for Pep, essentially, in his matchup against Man City and Dortmund. So that's going to be exciting. And I'm, you, you know me, I, I'm big on Dortmund. I think they're so much fun to watch because they're so erratic, and they score a lot, and they concede a lot, and I love watching them. And that's going to be just a fun clash to watch against such a well regimented side with peps man city who are like you know they're they're like a machine so that's gonna be kind of fun to watch the watch those two face off and see holland can you know maybe exchange some words with his future coach i Uh, just
0: hope you can put your money where your mouth is and when we are predicting the quarter Um, I don't know know I might be
1: doing something I I I was thinking while Mayer's talking about PSG Bayern I'm feeling feeling kind of bullish on PSG so there might be a couple of surprises in the predictions but we'll we'll get to that and also Bori I'm looking at PSG's kits that they wore against Lyon and these are these are nice (laughs) they're
0: fire they're fire it's so nice um well that's that's it. Well, so good stuff. Um, do we want to quickly talk about Europa League and how Milan whoa, 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 have won whoa, whoa, whoa. our game? Hold on. What? Wait, what did I do Hold wrong? Hold on now.
2: No, no. There's still one more. There's one more. We can't There's talk a... about. No, we're talking about ties ah, yeah. that
0: actually excite us. Nope. There's a Chelsea um, so... and a Porto. There's a Chelsea okay. and a Porto match, right. and I want to get. I'm give, going to call it right your now. Take. Porto's right. Make Manny Porto, make, Porto, make, Porto actually show do a Juve on Chelsea. That, that's all I will say right now. Yeah. So guys, of sure all it.
1: the matchups, this is the one that's least. Issue. So Manny, can you make an elevator pitch for why people should be excited at all out of, oh. out of the four <laughs> fixtures? Why we should be excited for this one when the other three are looking have very interesting storylines? Yes,
2: I, I I will, and and I'll tell you why because I don't think Porto the weakest team on in in this group. I I legitimately don't. I think uh like I said uh the the likes of like a Real Madrid um uh a liverpool um even like a Dortmund, because they all allow goals like for you to score but do you see how hard it was for juve to score on them without the ref help you know playing like if you see porto playing they played manchester city in the group stages and they actually held up pretty well against psg uh, or i'm sorry against city um was,
1: i i'm not juventus I had difficulty scoring to, against benevento this past I be weekend so I mean, guys, I, if i said
2: that I, that i'm like completely um confident going into this i i could see you know this being this isn't going to be a walk in the park that's all i want to say um like i said i would rather have like drawn like a, a dortmund for example which i know they're going to allow which goals to go in uh the way that justin just described you know or uh, Real Madrid, which is not an, an informed team just yet, or Liverpool even, you know, who doesn't have a back line either. Um, but again, that's my elevator pitch is it's a Champions League. Anything can happen. Um, let's not discount those matches just because you guys think that Porto is the weakest of the bunch. Because yeah. I certainly don't think that they are.
0: No, I don't think they are. And I think we'll, I'll dealt, I have I have actually uh, some tactical analysis about that Ooh. how th- that game could turn out, but I'll save it for the episode of the the week before the game starts. So um but let's let's move on to Europa League. Um we don't usually talk about Europa League on this on this channel and that's because um you know, it just sucks, to be honest. Let's let's be real. It sucks no, no, no. to watch let's
2: remind our listeners what happened in Europa League.
0: Yeah, so Milan played United, United beat Milan, but if anyone actually watched the game, if, if you all watched the game, you can tell who the better side was. I'm not going to make an, an excuse for, you know, saying oh, the better side didn't win, that kind of thing, obviously, because you have to score to win, Um, and we were only able to score one goal, although we did score two goals, but one was wrongfully disallowed, Um, unfortunately, and we should have gone through, but... Um, I thought Milan played very well. I like I liked the attitude of, of of Milan, and I think this is where United is going to struggle. And they're playing Granada next. And I'm going to say it here, and I th- I've said it in the podcast last year and, and it, the year before, probably. Um, when Granada got promoted, uh, I think uh, not this season but the season before, uh, I was I was going for Granada because I saw them before they even before they like, started that they were on a good run of form and they they didn't disappoint. Uh, last the first season they got promoted. Um, and I think Granada, I think a lot of people are going to write Granada off, and and United fans are probably thinking, oh Granada, <laughs> we got them, we're going to beat them, which they could beat them. Well, obviously, I'm obviously I'm not discounting them, uh, uh, United, but I think I think United needs to be careful. I think you can't. It's just like a Porto here. You cannot under underestimate them. There's a reason why they're there in the quarter in the quarterfinals, um, and I think they're a very solid team that plays fearlessly, and that's the key they have no fear and really technically they have nothing to lose um so but bringing it back to milan and i hate to deviate that way i thought we played really well i don't know if you all actually saw the game but we we i thought we played very well we created so many chances we just couldn't finish we didn't have we had three of our main strikers out um, Ibra was like not 100% so i mean yeah it sounds like a lot of excuses but if you it, I just feel like, you know, Milan deserved to go through, but it just didn't happen that way. It's just one of those things that happens in football. I watched that game.
2: Yeah, I I, I mean, what do you think?
0: What do you genuinely think? Putting all the the banter aside.
2: I'm surprised surprised you didn't say anything about the defensive error that led to the goal. I think that was... (laughs) I think the fact that all those injuries that you just named, uh, the substitutions, it was kind of like putting... um, the players that that came in to try to um, close some of the gaps left behind by some of those injuries you mentioned, it was like square pegs and round holes. Um, watching those players, especially on defense, and I can't remember the names of of the players. Um, uh, that well, like the defenders,
0: like, or the, or just
2: the, the, the defenders, just, like especially the defender that, that like could have that could have cleared the ball, could have kicked yeah. it out anywhere, and instead just chose to like tap it to Pogba, yeah. and then yeah. all the, I think it was Kessie and maybe a few others, they're just standing around watching Pogba, yeah. trying to decide what he's going to do, and he's literally, like, two feet away from goal. What do you think he's going to do? You know what yeah,
0: I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but, like, it was hard, like, I mean, yeah, they could have cleared it, but, like, when, when if you actually look at the game, like, it's hard to clear that kind of ball because he wasn't even balanced. And, like, I didn't know how I was going to claim it, too. Like, I would, I probably would have done the same. I think it was actually Dalot that made that mistake. Um, but, basically, like, what do you do? Like, you're on balance and you're trying to kick the ball. And, like, you try your best to kick the ball and it doesn't go as far. And then it lands on Pogba's feet. And you know what Pogba can do. So, I mean, again, no excuse. I'm not, I'm not trying to really say, like, I just think United did not play very well. Like, I mean, United played so bad. I was just, like... Like, this team is so bad. Like, how are we not even winning? But you can tell, like, we're missing strikers. We're pay- we're playing um, – um, Samuel Castillo was our, our, our number nine, and this is a, a guy that plays a winger. And if you see Samuel Castillo, I think I I, I have more weight or more muscle than he has. Um. So that just <laughs> – I'm not even joking. I'm not joking. The guy's legs looks like my arm, basically. I mean, I'm not saying my arm is big, but you can just – I'm just giving you a picture of how, like, like we were really strict thin and we didn't have people to play, so um, we would have, we could have beaten them, and it just, it just didn't happen, uh, unfortunately. So, but uh, quickly though, uh, let's let's talk about, um, I think uh, Spurs, uh, Spurs won out, and I, I mean, I can't think of a better person than um, <laughs> Justin to talk about this. Justin, what do you have to say about Spurs going out against? And, and by the way, I don't know if you saw the. Um, Jose Jose, Jose Mourinho uh, was clapping for the Dynamo Zagreb team uh, in the drip, in the dressing room, which which I thought was class, that's why I like Mourinho. But just now, give the floor.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm gonna keep it short. So Spurs were playing at the same time as Arsenal, and at the time, there's a point in time where I was obviously watching the Arsenal game, but like in our uh, in a Slack channel that follows soccer on our, our company Slack. I had said something like, you know, like Arsenal are bottling chance after chance. Arsenal had like six, seven, eight clear opportunities to score. and They missed all of them. And then at the same time, I saw like out of the corner of my eye that like Spurs were now down to nothing uh, heading towards the end of the first night out of the, the 90 minutes. And I said something like, you know, like if you don't love this, you don't love North London football because it was like just both both Spurs and Arsenal just showing showing some of their true colors in Europe. And then Spurs took it the extra mile. Arsenal obviously are, are advancing into the next round of the Europa League. But Spurs, being Spurs, go to overtime. They are in the away leg of the fixture. So all they need is just one. All they need is one away goal, and they're going to be fine. They'll be clear through. And it's not Spurs who scores. It's this It's <laughs> Dynamo Zagreb. this this team which is a good team like let's be clear this is a croatian side that is pretty good but to lose three nothing three nothing when you enter the leg up two goals it's insane it's it's utterly crazy and it's utterly it's just spurs it's you can't get more spursy than that um it was beautiful (laughs) After Arsenal turned, after Arsenal's game finished, I, I switched over and I watched the the extra time, and it was just great. I was just it, you could see it coming too. It didn't look like Spurs were threatening at all, uh, really. It, it looked like uh, Dynamo was the the side in the ascendancy, and they got that third goal. Um, I forgot the player's name. He he scored all three, but he was great. Usage. uh Yeah, he was phenomenal. His goals were like huge. We'll watch the highlights because the goals themselves were actually things of beauty. And there's nothing Spurs could do to stop it.
0: Yeah, I think don't encourage our fans to to watch Europa League highlights. I think that's the lowest of the lows in football. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, next, this time next year, we're going to have to have a. We're going to carve out the Confederation uh, League hour. Have like oh God, yeah. Five minutes devoted to vote into the Confederation League each episode. No way.
0: No way. Not in my house.
1: Um, the Conference League. Conference cool. League. That's what I was going to Yeah, be. yeah, I know what you
0: mean. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I'm surprised. Um and I think yes, Praz really blew today, but they did very well today against Aston Villa. I mean, this is a segue to EPL by the way. Um they did very well I thought. I thought especially Lucas for me personally was, was man of the match. I mean I saw Lucas play like not Ronaldinho but like a, a mild symptom or a mild Ronaldinho, I would say. Um he he was on fire today. Um but it's crazy how they can like I don't know. It's it must be tough because I you know, on Thursday played they played bad and then on, on Sunday they play like, you know, they their their lives are at stake. Um I mean maybe that's what it's like when your 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 coach is, is Mourinho. Um but I think more of the, the game that we want to talk about in the EPL and just now just give you the floor, just quickly talk about um Arsenal's wild comeback from three zero to three three against West Ham. Um, what are your takeaways, and, and is this a good sign? Because to me, I didn't think it was a good sign. Because if you if you play like this against a another team, let's say that has a very good defense, let's let's think about a team like Leicester City or 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 you know Chelsea. Yeah, this is not happening, right?
1: Sure, but that's not the side we are playing. Arsenal is very good at playing down or playing up to the competition, and to me, and Arsenal are not you know, they're, they're not challenging for the big four this season, you know, for the top four position that they're just not. <laughs> so, that, that's and,
0: nice that, I, I'm glad you told everyone that because. I, just in thought, case, just
1: the- in case you weren't aware. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't wanna> clear, <laughs> I, I wanted to clear that up, but uh, no, seriously, no, I, this is a team that's in the middle of a rebuild. They've got a young coach, uh, Arteta, and he is instilling a great culture in this, the squad. And I'm, I'm really happy to see it. So like, there's been times in the past where you're pointing out like against Leicester against like Chelsea there. Believe me, there've been many times in the past five years where Arsenal go down three, nothing at halftime and then it just gets worse in the second half. And that's not what happened this time. Arsenal went down three, nothing. There were some very huge, huge glaring problems with some of the goals that were let in, particularly the second, which came off of a quick, quickly taken free kick. Mm-hmm. Um, Lingard like spotted someone open and just like quickly took a free kick and nobody on Arsenal was paying any attention nobody was standing over the ball so that's like all like unforgivable crap but mm-hmm. despite that despite how horribly they looked in the first 30 minutes they found it within themselves to fight back and it came through players like Lacazette and uh Ajaka and surprisingly Callum Chambers who's making a cameo here so he, he's a like third string right back for Arsenal and these players came in like fought back and they got a result they got they got a point off of it and i was like really happy to see it um obviously i would have preferred if they had gotten one more and then completed a really historic comeback um, um but it was great it was it, it was it was great it was great to see them not fold like a house of cards like they they have in the past
0: i'm glad that didn't happen where this club four goals because i don't think i think all we'll be talking about in this episode is arsenal yes. so i'm That's glad correct. that didn't happen um Thankfully. So thank th- uh, our listeners, you uh, should be thankful for that. Um, is there anything else? Um, I mean, let's just go rapid fire on all the other games I want to mention here. Is, is that? Is there anything else? Uh, Manny, do you want to say anything about the Arsenal comeback? or? They,
2: yeah. You know? I mean, uh, I think, I think uh, Justin phrased it perfectly well. Um, I want to personally thank them for making that comeback. Uh, because oh. West Ham were hot on our heels. Oh, um, had they won that game, they would be leveled on points, but we would still be ahead of them in goals, and goal differential. Um, however, due to that tie, uh, we are now sitting comfortably in fourth. Uh, uh, comfortably.
1: You, so have a two point, you have a two-point advantage over West that's,
2: Ham. That's, that's better than being tied with them. Um, because this team, again, you don't know what you're going to get um we've seen them either play like uh in similar fashion to Arsenal, play up to the competition. Um I'm thinking about you know, them playing the likes of like City, um Liverpool and some of the other tip, top six teams. And then we've seen them kind of just flounder, like look like a remote side of what they really are. So you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, like you know you don't know what you're gonna get with them. Um so the fact that they were able to blow that 3-0 lead. I mean, that is—I um, don't—I didn't see that at halftime. There was no way. I don't think anybody would have predicted
0: um, the final score to be that. Yeah. Well, good fighting spirit for Arsenal. Let's see if they can do it in the Europa League. I think I—I I believe if I'm if I'm not wrong, uh, Justin, I think that's the goal to get back in the Champions League using the Europa League route. Um, we'll see if that happens. Um, right. We have to go through Ajax. Um, all right, well, let's move on to some of the notable games that happened. I already mentioned that PSG played Lyon um, this week, and Neymar is back. He came in as a sub, so that should be looking very good for them. If he doesn't get injured when he plays – oh, wait, no, they're not playing for Brazil because all South American games have been canceled. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, he can okay. kick
0: back and chill. Like, oh, Like. Damn. That's good. Yeah. That's good for them. Um, and Inter Milan also ha- is in a similar situation where I love that uh, there, there was a COVID breakout and all the players ha- are not going to miss the the international break. So, you know, they're going to rest and they're going to... Oh, God, I'm so mad that that's happening. But anyways, let's talk about the um, Serie A real quick. Uh, Juve lost to Benevento uh, 1-0. And uh, I mean... Somebody I see on the notes here that that somebody is saying that I should insert insert Bori trash talk here. I mean, I'm not gonna trash talk Juve honestly because um, let's be real here, Um, they could come back, they could even topple us this season. So I'm I'm careful, I'm trying careful because I noticed I get too excited about some of these predictions that I make and then the opposite ends up happening. So I'm actually gonna say that like you know Juve are probably gonna win the. You know, Syria, you know, I'm going to say that right now. It's like the opposite will happen because uh, anything can happen. But yeah, I mean, shameful, uh, I would say shameful. Benevento is a side that is a Serie B side that um, basically are kind of, they're not really, they, were, they weren't too far from the relegation zone. But how Benevento was able to win over Juve, um, and by the way, the other leg, previous leg was, was a tie. Is beyond me. Um, And um, a lot of people are asking questions. They're asking questions of of Pirlo. They're asking questions of, uh, you know, really, Ronaldo and and the forward line of of Juve. So, interesting to see what will happen, um, you know, in the next few games. I can't can't wait. Obviously, if they lose, it's good for us. But it's Juve. You know, they always find a way to win. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, But the one game I do want to talk about is the Barcelona Real Sociedad. I just want to highlight that, and for everyone that doesn't know, I'm gonna say this right now. I am a, I'm probably, I'm, I'm a Messi fan, and uh, it's been hard for me to watch La Liga this season because the way I see Barcelona play, especially in the beginning, it was just woeful. It was so bad. But lately, I've listened over the last since basically since 2021 started. They've changed it so far. And today's game, they they beat that 6-1. So by the way, are currently fourth. They were top of La Liga for a few weeks. Um, so it's not like it's a small side. But how they were able to lose 6-1 is it, beyond me. But I just wanted to just praise Messi and just want to call out some of the assists he's he get he yeah. uh, like uh, he scored. Serginho Des scored two goals, Messi scored two goals. Um, Messi, by the way, is up to 23 goals this season. And this is, remember, he missed a big chunk of the of the season. Um, it's just, I don't know. This guy is just so good. The second goal he scored, it was just like out of this world. I, I mean, it seems, it looks simple and so easy. But you can't do it. You can't do it. No one can do it on this, on this podcast. It's hard to score that kind of goal. Um, but what a play. What a play. I mean, I, I know I'm sounding like a, a fanboy right now. But it's just... It's hard to not to not be a fanboy As of you should I'm be.
1: Yeah. Way. If you're not a fanboy of Messi, then something's wrong with you. Because he's the most it, it he does things nobody else can do. He's in the words of um uh what's his name? What's that cat's name? The the announcer. Roy Hutch- oh, Ray Hudson. Oh, Ray, Ray Hudson. Ray Hudson. He he's magisterial. Uh yes. he's a little magician. And I I just really, really hope that we can get out of lockdown, get over this pandemic so I can travel to Europe and see Messi wherever would, he's playing.
0: I would I would love to see it. I have seen him in the World Cup, though, but uh, I want to see him in Barcelona. No, that's, that's, diff- that's
1: a different Messi. It's yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it not is the a same guy. guy. But, no, uh, let's talk about some something he achieved today. He, he, I think he's beaten uh, uh, Xavi um, for the uh, number of right. appearances uh, all time. And I think is this no this can't be all of life. I think it's it's just for Barcelona it's not Bar- yeah
1: in Barcelona club history he's the now the most capped yeah. player
0: I I mean what else can we say I and mean, it will be sad for him to leave. if he if he ends up leaving this summer which I I don't know if he's going to leave but it will be very sad to see that but I think he's going to leave on a high note um but let's bring it back to to life real real quick um Barca are currently 4 points away from from Atletico Madrid uh, Justin, I want you to um, quickly just tell me: Do you think Barca um, uh, can do it? You think they can win?
1: I think they could catch Atletico. Yeah, I, I haven't looked to see what their fixtures are for the rest of the season. Uh, I know the Clásico is still coming up, so that there's at least one big game there for Barcelona to get over. But it's it's going to be exciting. Atletico yeah. is we've anemic, and Barcelona is now on the rise. Messi is pulling all the strings. Some of the young players on their squad are coming into their own. So I think it's going to be a, a, a close finish. So, And if yeah. Barcelona does win, and I think there's some really, really interesting implications of that, some things that like were hard to even imagine, mm-hmm. given how chaotic the past year has been for Barcelona, if they actually were able to pull out a win in Liga. I, I mean, lots of things. It changes the narrative quite a bit.
0: Yeah, Manny, real quick, uh uh can you can you give us your feelings about what could happen in Liga?
2: Yeah, I think uh to Justin's point, I think it'll come down to the Classico, which is uh they just announced a date for that, uh April tenth. Um if Barça can take away three points from that game, I think they'll manage to secure uh the La Liga title. Um I think they'll Still end up with it at the end of the season. Um, I think from the fixtures left uh, for Barca to play, that's the most difficult one. Obviously, like it always is, it's the most uh, hyped. So if they're able to come away victorious in that, um, I think they'll be able to, um, to win the league, which um, I guess would then pose a the question is this truly a Farmers League or the new Farmers League. <laughs> as, no, 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 Hear me. Being as, uh, let's go Madrid. Were actually, fourteen points clear at one point. Fourteen, yeah. not eleven. Fourteen points. Because I forgot to take a, an extra game in hand, into account. Fourteen points clear, and then for them to just squander that, you know, and for Barcelona to be like in sitting in like sixth, fifth place, and then come up and rise all the way to first place, you know. Uh, maybe that's a debate that we'll have to have uh, uh, at the end of the season, depending on how uh, it turns out. Yeah, yeah makes, sense.
0: makes sense.
1: Something uh, else to look forward to, though, it, uh, looking at yeah. the future, the fixture list for both these teams, they actually meet on May 9th. So fourth, fourth to the last game of the season in Liga. So that's going to be a big one. That'll be exciting.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, it's just too, too bad we can't see it live. Um, okay. All right. I think that's all we
2: have. Let's uh, let's move on to yellow card, red card. Um, do you want to start, uh, Manny? Yeah, um, I'll start. Uh, my yellow card. It seems like every every week our yellow card or one of them goes to an EPL ref, and this week is no different. Um, step up the clown, formerly known as Mike Dean uh (laughs) Mike Dean is obviously notorious um uh for just being that ref that likes to be at the center of the spotlight of the games that he is in charge of and today we saw that with the uh, uh the Tottenham game um and the Aston Villa game that he had and I, wanted, I don't know if you guys watched this, but there was a questionable call with the Harry Kane penalty. And I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, did yeah. any of you guys watch the game?
1: Yeah. It? yeah. yeah. I, I, I,
2: yeah. That, of I wanted to get your take on this because, to me, I wouldn't have given that as a penalty. It looked like Kane was going to cut back with his left foot and he missed the ball completely um about a foot away from the out of bounds line and uh he did get tapped like the but the ball he was already going out anyways he wasn't going to get it mm-hmm. and he went ahead and gave a penalty and i feel like it was one of those things where far should have reviewed it and seen that uh kane was clearly missed the ball he wasn't gonna get it at all but you know they didn't do that they gave the penalty And then he didn't give any yellow cards up until, like, the 60-something minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the end of the game, you see that there were 31 fouls in this game, okay? There were 31 fouls. And he gave his first yellow card at minute uh, Mm 60-something when they were already up to, like, maybe something like, um, I think it was, like, 20-something fouls into Mm -hmm. the game. And you're just like, come on. Like, some of these, again, we've talked about the Harry Kane effect. It it's in full effect and it's one of those things that needs to be addressed because I think it it takes away from the game.
0: Yeah. So isn't isn't Dean DNA closeted sports fan? Isn't Is like he? the. It there was a I mean there was a there was a video I saw where Spurs scored and he like he was like happy about it like I don't know like I don't know if you remember it's it's like a GIF. J4 like no I can't remember like it's something I saw online I mean it's obviously probably a joke but it's something that people make make a joke about I feel like that people say is a closeted like Tottenham fan um, but I mean I'm not saying that's why he he made those abysmal calls but it's also EPL refs I mean we we know they are bad so it, it's Mike, not I mean sadly
1: it's not news Mike Dean is pretty infamous in. Arsenal supporter circles for being notoriously heavy handed in the cards he dishes out against Arsenal and hit the calls he makes during games uh, okay. with Arsenal. So maybe there's something to the Spurs supporter rumors. Yeah.
2: Sense, it, it may be. Yeah. It could be. Um, so yeah, so that's my first yellow card. Um, the second one is for West, <laughs> for David Moyes. Oh, God. Um, I mean, we, you know, we've talked about it, obviously, with Arsenal coming back. But how do you go up 3-0 and just, like, completely butcher that lead? Like, you know, just squander it. And um, red card in particular goes to uh, Thomas Suchek. Because Suchek giveth and Suchek taketh. Take it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <So. laughs> um i want to pull up a, a, a stat up there um i wish i would have done it before this to see just how many players have ever played in a game where they've actually scored a goal for and scored a goal against yeah uh, just to see what what that stat's like but um again uh west ham we've talked about them are they like actually the real deal or are they pretenders today today they look like pretenders. You know? um just losing grip of the game entirely credit to Arsenal um which is hard for me to say you know they they just kept pushing and uh you know coming away with uh with a draw but it was one of those things where at halftime again it was not something that I, I doubt anybody would have seen that Arsenal was going to come back from a from a 3-0 uh deficit yeah so that's my red card is uh Moyes and is doing the typical Moyes
1: yeah yeah West Ham is definitely looking like they're going to be best of the rest this year, unfortunately, despite how good they've been and how much of a renaissance man uh, Moyes has been. I I don't think they've beaten any of the traditional top six sides this season. No, they haven't. How about you, Justin? What's up? I just got one straight red. It's a big one. So forgive me if I go a little long here. I'll try to keep it brief, but it's just infuriating. Because it's a straight red card to Czech First Division side, Slavia Prague, who are also competitors in this year's Europa League. And they actually managed to beat uh, Rangers from Scotland, uh, managed by Steven Gerrard. But they beat Rangers over two legs in the Europa League this past week. Uh, However, their win has been completely tainted by allegations of, what else? Racist abuse. Um, Soccer yep <laughs> uh yeah allegations leveled at their player uh andre Kudela. i don't know he's a center back for them and yeah. uh a player on rangers glenn kamara said that during in the midst of like a bust up on the pitch between like you know some yeah. players getting each other's faces that kudela took this opportunity to just cover up his mouth and go straight at kamara when kamara got involved and say some vile racist shit to kamara mm-hmm. um and Cudela obviously denied it, but the excuse that he put out and that, like, you know, that Slavia put out on his behalf is really weak. He said that he called Kamara, he said, Yeah, I swore at him. He said, Like, but he said he called Kamara in like an effing guy, which, and, which and, I don't
0: know what that,
1: I mean, yeah.
0: I can't tell if it's like, it's hard for me to like justify that because it's like, I can't tell if he's like, I mean, to me it sounds like a lie, but it's you could also decide whether it's like you know, English well, so maybe that's because that doesn't make sense to say he not yeah. right? yeah. English
1: mean? well. So he said so he went up to the the one black player getting involved yeah. in the bust and said, You effing guy. Yeah, you guy. Yeah. You yeah. ticked me off. Like, <laughs> come on. Get yeah. let's be real. So he was yeah. like, Yeah, so obviously Kamara was obviously furious during the game and yeah he's been super vocal about this, uh, about the abuse that took place since Thursday's game. And to his credit, he's also been uh, addressing the wider issue of racial abuse within UEFA in general, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a bigger conversation, you know, about the widespread lack of accountability for clubs and players accused of racism and how UEFA's governing body doesn't really address it. Um, But the one thing that I have been seeing catching steam in the, in the midst of all this is that on, in the news and on social media is like calls to expel Prague from this year's yeah. competition because this is like a, this is a pattern of abuse for this team yeah. in particular. It,
0: this is not the first. Yeah, I was going to say this is not the first no uh, instance, right? Yeah.
1: No, it's not. They had an incident. Maybe you're thinking, bory they had an incident in 2019 with Lukaku, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yep. That's um, hilarious. with maybe like a, it's like monkey chants or you know hooting yep. yeah. from the yeah. fans all this stuff it's happened multiple times and after this took place with kamara um on the field their ultras their ultra supporter group took a picture with a totally like vile racist banner targeting kamara like i'm not gonna i can't recommend looking it up obviously it's it's vile like in this came after the game on thursday so it's like they're really you know top down really showing their colors
0: slavia prague is from czech republic right it's correct. Right. Yep, yep, yeah, correct. and I, I've been there. I've been I've been to Prague before, and it's now I'm looking back like damn, like how how did I even survive? <laughs> because it doesn't feel like a a nice place now to me <laughs> when I look back. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. But I, I still I will put part of the blame to to UEFA and, and all the government yep. bodies. Uh, I see that CRI is now doing something. Some video campaign now, which is better than what they've been doing before, but still, it's not like when the fans come back. I feel like it's, we're gonna keep hearing this again. Um, it's crazy how they're not even there right now and they're still causing all these nonsense. So yep.
1: I don't yeah. know. I, I'm it's, tired. It's yeah. I'm yeah. I don't blame you, Bori. Um, it's sickening. So, yeah, yeah. UEFA, uh, we know that they're going to disappoint us, but they really should boot Slavia Prague out of Europa this season and charge them with, like, yeah. reforming their club and yeah. banning their, like these ultras. Like, you know, Slavia's like, oh, these aren't our real fans. Okay, then prove it, right? Like,
0: yeah, find yeah. out
1: who they are. Yeah. Don't just, like, say the words. Find out who they are and ban them for life. Yep. But even if this doesn't happen and UEFA does disappoint us again, that's fine because Arsenal plays them next in the quarterfinals. And maybe we can all oh, agree oh, to be oh. Arsenal fans because we can all look forward to seeing Aubameyang pulling out the Black Panther oh, mask bro. after after hitting him up with a, a first leg hat trick. That's the dream. I I
0: have never I, I didn't think I'll ever say this, but let's go Arsenal. What, what yeah. did you say? Come on, you come on you Arsenal, or what did you say? Come on what, you what Gunners. Oh, come on, you Gunners. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's go, let's go
2: Arsenal. I'm not I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far, boy. <laughs>
0: It but, that has to be a winner,
2: unfortunately. I'm all, I'm all for uh, for taking appropriate action um, because this this we see this pretty much every season. You hear about a team or a group or whatever the case may be with the you know in the same scenario. And I can't remember the last time where UEFA actually took um, appropriate action. You know, yeah. something that will um, actually impact the culture and the way that. Uh, things are done and what's said at at these clubs. So here's uh to hoping that um, they're getting one clo- uh, one step closer to uh to an appropriate solution.
0: Right. Yep, yep, hopefully. All right, uh so for mine I just have a red card. Um and the only reason why I have a red card is because this happened twice in a row. Uh, uh Savage uh place for Madrid had an incident. He got a red card against Chelsea. Also I had an incident against Alves today again where he he elbowed the, the attacker of from Alaves and gave away penalty, but luckily, O'Black saved it, and that could have been detrimental to them. Uh, think about like, you know, giving away the the title to to Barcelona on a platter, basically. Um, but I mean, I don't know what is going on with this guy. I don't know if he's having a bad time at home or something. But I think Simeone needs to figure out how to just put him on the bench, let him cool off, and then bring it back. Because at this point, he, he's better to play without him than to play with him. Because I, I don't know, I think he's part of the reasons why Chelsea was able to get past, maybe not entirely, but um, it's not always fun to play with 10 men. Uh, but also, uh, O'Black saved him today because if, if they had won. If they had scored that penalty, then I think they would be two points away from Atletico Madrid, which means danger, right? Um, so they, they they got lucky uh, with that, but I think Simeone needs to think about how to calm him down and and say, hey, you need to just play like a regular person right now because they cannot afford all these like penalties and uh, all these send offs um, at this point of the the campaign. So. So that is my my red. I just have a red card. I do have a random fact though. Um, if anyone doesn't have anything to say about yeah. the um, uh, Savage. thing.
1: Well, yeah. Um, my only th- Okay, Savage's the red card that he got against Chelsea. A little soft. I would it was. Say that. It, was. A, it was. A little soft. Maybe yeah, he didn't it deserve was soft. it. It was soft. But I mean, obviously he's he loves throwing those elbows around regardless because yeah. apparently it happened this weekend, anyways. But he's living up to his name, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Of Let's course. hear that random fact.
0: Yeah, random fact is just about, you know, I'm, I'm sad Atlanta is going out, so I'll just put another spotlight on them. Um, you know, they're going to have the, champ- have the Champions League. Um, Galini, who was the keeper, um, I don't know if everyone knows this, but he actually kept in the in the first leg. And for some, I don't know why... Gasparino does this, but he changes the team so much. Spicelli, that was the keeper for this last one, um, but Golini is a big-time rapper. Actually, um, he he raps. So he's just scrawny, not scrawny, but kind of scrawny dude uh, that keeps for Atlanta, and and he's a rapper. So um, I, I I don't know if you'll be able to understand what he says, but um, you should check out some of his songs maybe. But um maybe now we ha- he'll have more time to rap now uh, <laughs> now that he's out of the Champions League. Oh, yeah. uh, but to point that out. Are you gonna share his SoundCloud, SoundCloud account with us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I'm, yeah I, I I would love to play it on, on the air, but then I think we'll get into copyright issues. But um, I'm sure if people Google Galini rap, um, you, you'll find it out there. Um, it's pretty awesome to see footballers do something outside of football. So. But yeah, I think that is all that we have this week. Um, uh, we're excited about the, the International Week. So we're going to be back next week talking yeah. about some really awesome topics about hopefully about how COVID has affected our game. Uh, we're not promising you that, but that's the goal. And we'll see if we can we can pull it off. Um, um, but apart from that, um, you, know, you can find us on Spotify, Google, and Apple, um, and also on Twitter. So uh, feel free to reach us reach out to us on there, and um, yeah, we can't wait to talk to you next time. Adios.